welcome back to Minds at York. I'm Megan. My name is Alex. Am I am I introducing myself too? I'm Chris. <laughs> That's Chris. I feel like Hello, it's weird Chris. if we go back to not letting you introduce yourself. Yeah, like you really kind of co-hosted yeah. with us enough. Like, all right, you get to do it. You get to introduce right. yourself. You are both co-host and subject this week. <laughs> Guest. Fair That's enough. a better way of putting it. <laughs> subject would be Camp Whatever Volume Two. But also, we... hey, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How are you guys? Peachy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm definitely, peachy. Definitely not suffering from any obvious head cold. Good. I constantly just imagine the world on fire, but yeah, outside of that, it's good. Yeah. Oh, are we not compartmentalizing while we record? In that case, what Meg said. Yeah. Let's be real. Let's be real. I can't car- I can't even say it. <laughs> Much less Compartmentalize is not in Meg's vocabulary. <laughs> not in- not at all okay well for anybody who doesn't know at this point you're dumb because um, wow wow. (laughs) you should know by now that chris does work on other things outside of animorphs and we love it so much that we're always down to talk about it and if this is your first episode let us know (laughs) on twitter because i want to know if we just greeted you with that energy Oh, also welcome question mark <laughs> yeah i mean if this is their first one they should really go back and read or listen to some of the other ones we've done yeah, i can't even remember the name of that series humanomorphs uh, no, humanomorphs no, i have wiped this from my mind. i did i banished it from my brain too i couldn't even think of the title of it they're all still sitting on my nightstand Ugh. no i just double checked those are no longer in this house good yeah, I put my, like I said, I think I told you guys, I put mine in one of those little libraries. Yeah, any update on that? Or are they still They're gone. there? They're oh. gone. They're gone. Well, I think somebody somebody probably took them home, and I feel bad about that. Yeah, I would too. You should feel badly about yeah, that. I don't know. It seemed like a good idea at the time, and then we read the last book or whatever <laughs> one it was. Like, oh. And then they were gone already, so, oh well. I guess the kids just need to get used to disappointment. That's the truth. Yeah, I think Meg has frozen again. Looks like it. Better, she's doing her Orpheus impression. She's trying to trick us, and she's going to turn around really fast, and turns out she Jump wasn't scare. frozen at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, one back. second. Welcome back. Okay. Sorry about that. I think I'm debating if it would be better for me to switch to my laptop because I'm wondering if my Wi-Fi chip is having some issues. Mm. I'm going to buy a new one Friday because this computer did not come with Wi-Fi in it. Abilities, abilities. That's what I'm looking for. I'm um, didn't so yes, I'm Wi-Fi here for now. No, that, like, it, yeah. Did you travel back to like 1989 to buy your computer? No, no, no it still connects <laughs> to the internet. I just can't get a Wi-Fi signal. I have to. I have a Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. USB okay. thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I've, it's been a little unstable all day, so I'm wondering if something's wrong with it. The old erratic dongle problem. <laughs> Thank you. That's, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's see here. Cutting all this out. You know what's not disappointing, though? What I feel like that? you should leave all that in. I mean, <laughs> I may. It's funny either way, but uh, that way if we dongle. want to clean it. You said erotic dongle. I don't think I said erotic <laughs> dongle. I think I said erratic dongle. No, no, we didn't. We 
That's eh, not well, what it sounded like. Wouldn't be the first time I've missed. Well, and you also made it sound like it's a common problem for you. <laughs> the old erotic dongle problem. I mean, let's be real. Look, Alex works in theater. I've seen the stuff that he's like MacGyvered together. Yeah, he probably does have some. I'm not saying that's erotic dongles. He's got erotic <laughs> dongles all over his place. You want erotic dongles? I've got twenty. No big deal. <laughs> so who cares? A lot of people would care. Just to answer that. Uh, I don't Lyric. know. Tell that to my Tinder profile. Um, <laughs> on that note, <clears throat> I totally want this blue hair. I'm just going to start there. I want this blue hair. It's so pretty. The entire like entire book, I'm just like, okay, how much money would it take and how long would it actually last? The answer is not worth my money or time (laughs) it's so pretty have you considered a wig listen i don't need your logic up in here tonight okay you are just praising my theater solutions (laughs) which one is it meg that's fair the hair is very yes now i have have to change it for again for the third one so Oh, good. So I don't know, uh, like loose spoilers, but I guess like the best way to kind of describe this is it's the darker sequel. It's the Empire Strikes Back. That's what I was going to say. I kind of felt like it was the Empire Strikes Back of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first one's great and very light. This makes it very dark. (laughs) We get some secret history and some prophecy and. Yeah. Great new creatures. It didn't feel like it was shoehorned in though, right? I mean, that was my no. point. Like the first yeah, one, it's like I left all. enough I left enough breadcrumbs that I think when it came up that it was it seemed right. No, in fact, yeah. like when we got to the prophecy, I was like, wait a minute, didn't we get part of this already without like putting a hat on it in the first book? Oh, that's cool. Oh, then I'm gonna have to go reread them both again. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I like the feel of this because the first book is very summery vibes. This one is very fall vibes. I love when people play with seasons and, and make them horrific. Well, yeah, and I, I'm sure a lot of you guys saw and probably some other people saw. And they, I, the third one takes place in winter, too. So it's like another two months. Oh, nice. This one's nice. set two months after the first one. The next one's set like two months after that. So it's great because oh, I love I love drawing snow. But between the snow and the fog. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a nightmare to color but i i think it'll be it should be extra creepy um, as a result i hope so so excited we also get to pull back and spend more time in town which is yeah yeah i like it's not just the summer camp that's weird it's the whole town that's got a weird vibe yeah that was kind of my whole plan from the beginning but i wanted to start smaller you know start small and let it kind of grow kind of naturally if I could, you know, obviously you guys or the readers will let me know if, how well I succeeded in that, but that was, that was definitely my plan. It's, it's something I always dig in comic storytelling, especially where just the way the business end of it works, right? Like you're not guaranteed more than a book or a story arc. So you've got to build a little bit and have stuff that you can expand on. And it becomes just this thing that grows out rather than grows linear. And that's what this feels like. 
and this was actually yeah. the first uh first time I've ever had a series like a, a creator owned like my own book series that I was guaranteed it was a three book deal right out of the gate so I knew that oh, I had awesome. three books which allowed me to relax a little bit and go okay I know I'm going to get sequels so I don't have to worry about you know not wrapping this story thread up or or uh, leaving this thing out or not you know explaining this fully because I know I can do a much deeper dive later when I need to and stuff it was really nice it was also very stressful because I was like I gotta pay this off I'm gonna have to pay this off Um, (laughs) I I better not forget about it but um, I'm pretty happy with the way it's going yeah yeah it's uh it's definitely darker it's definitely um is it too dark no 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 no, no, not at all you keep making a frowny face when you say it's definitely darker no I'm like do I mention that it made me cry I don't know if I mentioned that I made me cry. Is that something that we should talk about yet? Let's but, talk about um, it. Yeah. It made you cry. <laughs> let's process that. Uh, let's yeah, take a let's... moment and sit in our feelings. You've been editing way too much. <laughs> What's funny is now around our house, we just re- occasionally go, um, Norman Newman, the normal human, <laughs> and just keep walking. Anyways, um, do we want to talk spoilers now? um is there anything else we want to hit the highlights before like i do want to say eldrick is is so creepy and so wonderful i both want to give him a hug and and uh not go anywhere near (laughs) i i want to shout out the ghost that's haunting willow's house i the ghost i saw and i just laughed very (laughs) that might be the thing that i laughed the hardest at in this book are we doing spoilers? Are we doing spoilers now? Uh, we we can go to spoilers. I was going to say, yeah. Well, I, I yeah. was I was going to follow that up, but it would definitely be a spoilers. Yeah. Okay, so let's really quick. Yes, we're going to go into spoilers. Uh, I'm sure Alex can drop like a timestamp of when you can come back to that we're not at spoilers. Slash Meg, I don't know who's going to edit this. We'll find out. Um, okay, cool. Spoilers. So that so that ghost thing, yeah, I was that just cracked me up because it was like that's not a ghost. It's just been like this gnome that's been sneaking around, kind of creeping around looking for stuff. <laughs> he's wearing like the most gen- generic ghost costume you could possibly yes. wear. Yeah. It's so adorable. A little angry zigzaggy mouth is what just absolutely <laughs> killed me. Weird. I mean, I he's would... an angry ghost, right? Keep people away. Yes, exactly. Those eyebrows. <laughs> I looked at gnomes on sale the other day because we we started Red's got a pretty great garden go- growing, and uh, it's like oh if I got gnomes, it's like <laughs> I don't need gnomes. I'd have to figure out their names. I uh, just started singing "Girls on Film" in my head, but gnomes on sale <laughs> instead. Oh, okay, yeah. That's fair. Uh, Duran Duran was music? a big part of the show that I just wrapped, and that song was heavily featured. <laughs> Uh, that's funny because when i when i kind of lay out the uh when like my editor gets the outline it's a very i don't know not not very fleshed out outline it's just very like plot point driven stuff you know and they're like yeah this looks good you know we'll work we'll iron it out later you know once we see the sketches and stuff so i didn't have like that gnome you know meeting his destiny (laughs) uh, or anything in there so i was like uh you know i'm waiting for some pushback because this is definitely an all-ages thing still and i'm trying to make it scary but not too scary and 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 you know some real you know consequence type stuff and real stakes but still not too scary 
for yeah. kids. So, but definitely, like, I mean, killing gnomes feels like, whew, I don't know. Get, getting toast. close, getting close. But he was a bad <laughs> guy. He was a bad guy. That's fair. That's fair. We are fine with, well, no, I probably shouldn't say anything <laughs> about me. <laughs> we are fine with you fill in the blank. <laughs> Uh, I just really love the the clear like friendship and like relationships that have grown even in the past two months like you know the mentorship vibes the friendship vibes and like that they're still kind of frustrated at their new friend being like this but also they genuinely care yeah are you referring to like the little fight the little kind of yeah just all of it that was that was actually I hadn't even planned on that until I was actually penciling the book and then I was, I, it just seemed like this, you know, she's, she's kind of being rude, you know, Violet's kind of a friend of this guy. She's got no reason to to doubt, you know, anything and, and Willow's being kind of rude to him. So I kind of thought that, you know, that it seemed, it seemed reasonable that she'd be frustrated with it and at least bring it up. Yeah. Even and I like only, that. Yeah. I like that it also, as it resolves, they're cool and it doesn't become this big fight that splinters the group and becomes like huge and dramatic in a way that isn't really what the book feels like it's right about. i just feel like everybody needs a friend to keep them in check sometimes and oh for sure and, and that was that was that moment kind of a thing like where willow's like well maybe i don't need to be such a jerk all the time you know or have be so sarcastic all the time <laughs> that, that's a lesson i'm still learning yeah no, no. same uh also shout out to the invisible pixie corns yes God, yes you have yes. you you can't see them or else they get very no. angry that's right so and you angry. wouldn't like them when they're angry it's kind of like my cat astrid <laughs> so she thinks she thinks she's this way she she will like emo child in a corner when a group is going on but if you touch her She's gonna be like, "Oh, you're my best friend. I love you. Please keep petting me." <laughs> I was, <clears throat> I was, uh, my editor liked that scene a lot too, and it sounded like you guys liked that. I just wasn't sure yeah. after I'd written it. I was like, "God, I, I hope I can pull this off," because it had to look like Toast was like, kind of knew where he was, but was also kind of feeling his way around, like he was acting like he couldn't see it, and you know, yeah. st- still trying to convey the point to Willow without actually saying it out loud because, you know, well, and the timing, the timing was perfect because. Willow can like read things that no one should be able to read. So it's this some yes. other thing that she can do that she shouldn't be able to. And no, no, she's just not in on the on the <laughs> the lore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was that was something else I like doing with the with the book too. Is like I, I take you know fairly well known creatures from mythology or cryptids or whatever, and I try to put my own spin on them to make them fit into my world. You know, my weird, you know, yeah, not too terrifying world. Like I thought the the um, bridge troll, I I enjoyed him a lot because I mean he oh, could have been very intimidating yes. and scary, but he's just not. Like I no, appreciate. <laughs> I feel like this is just part of your DNA when you do this stuff. But if the explanation can be a joke, it is a joke, <laughs> and I love that. Like nine times out of ten you thread that needle incredibly well and i always appreciate thank you the other one time out of 10 i think you try to go for the earnest moment and do that (laughs) (laughs) try to do the earnest thing 
Oh. Well, I do that with Animorphs too. I try, you know, whenever I'm, I'm oh, adding, yeah. adding jokes yeah. or whatever, I try to make sure that it's, it's at a moment that seemed appropriate. I'm not just trying to make jokes. I try to pick moments where it seemed right. Like with Marco constantly, like the joke, the ongoing joke I like to do with him and, <laughs> and uh, what's his butt? Oh my God. Jake. Jake. God, that's so sad. I cannot think of his name. No, but you reversed well, the body it's part, okay. right? <laughs> oh, I'm in. I'm in the middle of working on this book, so I kept wanting to say Rand, and I was like, "No, it's not Rand. It's not. It's a white boy, but it's not. That's not the same thing." Um, but yeah, so it's moments like that too. I like to just have because kids do that, you know. I mean, that's how they are, and that's how I was. And oh yeah, I see my daughter and her friends doing that to each other too. Like my daughter had her first because of COVID, and she's in middle school. She's eighth grade, so but she had her first dance last Friday. And, uh, you know, they've missed three. They've had three canceled, you know, over the last year and a half uh, as a result. But her and five of her friends got together. They had pizza. Then they went, none of them, only one of her friends has a boyfriend right now. And they're like 14. So, of course, her one friend who had a boyfriend at at the dance and wanted to dance with him did and then well, meanwhile all the other girls held up their phones and were recording it and going making whooping noises and ooh, you know it, <laughs> so i remember those days oh yeah so you know that's kind of i try to give them that type of relationship where they respect each other they still have fun but then they keep each other in check at the kind of at the same point yeah. but i also don't want them to seem too grown up either so that's i don't know we like when kids act like kids yeah i i try and i hope i succeed with the dialogue and stuff i try to make it not sound like they're too grown up because that takes me out of a story very quickly and i don't want to be yeah i don't want to be contributing to that no it's seriously like that's one thing i absolutely love about all your books is that it's the humor works well for both kids and adults like i mean a poop joke's still funny no matter how old you get and if you say otherwise you are lying <laughs> Don't yeah. say otherwise. That's the first episode of Once Upon a Monster of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, a reason yeah, Meg's yeah. defending poop jokes. <laughs> well, and, and, and she's—you're not wrong because in any any chance I can to have a a good poop joke is, I'll do it. I just will do it. I don't care what anybody says. You know? Oh boy, do I have a story for you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I love it. I do. It's. Um, it's such a great combination because like the spider creature creeped me out so like even you know between this and Animorphs it's such a good blend of like really creepy moments and that humor that we would have I mean come on we're all in the apocalypse already who doesn't just crack jokes all day right yeah I mean I do, but I don't know if that has anything to do with the apocalypse. That's fair. <laughs> I think that's just my not knowing better and having to feel silent sometimes. That's fair. <laughs> I just remember the reason I asked you, Meg, if it was too scary is uh, that was one of the first things my editor said when she read it. She's like, it's really good, but it's it's really scary. And I was like, oh, oh, God, I hope I didn't go too far. But I think it's okay. No, I, I think it's perfect. The third one is definitely another step. Maybe it's the whole growing up late 80s, early 90s thing with those yeah. cartoons and all. But it probably like, is. The stuff that is most memorable to me was the stuff that was darker and scarier. 
I think kids like, they like to be scared a little bit and they like a challenge and they don't want to be talked down to and they don't necessarily always want, you know, the, the, just the funny books or just the kids at school hanging out books. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, pooping on any of those books. I like those just as much, but, you know, I think sometimes it's nice to have a different kind of thing. And I'm hoping that, I mean, that's the kind of feedback I get from a lot of uh, parents and even some librarians and teachers is that the kids like it. They're a little, you know, a little uneasy sometimes with it. And I'm okay with that as long as, you know, it's yeah. a positive experience for them. Yeah. I mean, it, kids have the imagination exactly to let the dark stuff raise the stakes and not to just accept it as story beat. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a dumb comparison, but it's it's the way I talk about the Power Rangers comic that started up a few years ago. It uses very different storytelling because they know a lot of their adult their audiences, adults who watched the show as kids, <laughs> to tell a story that feels like it has the same kind of stakes that they're really goofy going back and watching it, goofy but well edited original Power Rangers stuff <laughs> felt like it had when you were five years old like it's hard to do that and i think you do it well but also like kids are better at letting you do that and i think we take that for granted yep we do i agree i agree so big spoiler question sure (laughs) for anybody who's still listening and you know whatever but um did you go into this trilogy knowing who would die in this book no or was okay i i kind of like how i when I'm writing dialogue or when I'm having characters do anything, I try to make sure that, and this isn't my own idea, you know, it's whatever, but I try to make sure that the decisions they make make sense in the moment for them, you know, for that particular character. And it was the same way with killing a character or, um, you know, any kind of stake like that, that has a, a, a real impact on something. I tried to make it in the, if it wasn't, if I hadn't already planned it out, while I was writing the story, if it felt right, then I would stop and kind of go take a walk and decide if that's really what I wanted to do, because there's no coming back (laughs) from that type of a thing. Not really. I mean, there is, I guess, if you want to, I don't know, rewrite a story, you know, oh, the character came back to life later, you know, with magic or whatever, but I'm not that person. And when somebody dies in my books, at least so far, it's like, I'm trying to be honest about that and you just let the character show up again wearing a slightly lighter color right. than they and were a mustache <laughs> a mustache a mustache yeah fake big fake handlebar mustache yeah yeah i mean just talking about buffy like i think a lot of us are desensitized and a little tired of people coming back to life so like like again i will yell up and down all day about how shitty it is that the avengers get to find out that colson was alive before two of them essentially died yeah so i just feel like it's you cheat the audience i think to some degree unless you've already baked that into the story that that was oh yeah it can happen yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm way behind in my monthly comic book reading especially on like justice league is one of the books i'm furthest on behind just because it got delayed a bunch and that got me further off schedule but they're doing this whole death of justice league thing right now it's like i have no problem with the writer behind it i trust that he knows where he's going because he's been doing some of the big event books and 
this kind of ties into those and spins out of those and i've liked those but at the same time the entire cover to an issue being death of the justice league like okay like that's fine it's not gonna stick this cannot possibly stick we all know this yeah Yeah. like it is also easier for me um even though it's still comics you know um to get away with when i'm doing like a limited series where as opposed to like an ongoing series where they're constantly having to try to come up with new stories and new way you know i get that i i completely get that and that's like i said but still but i know what you mean it's like i haven't read it well that's just it's not even i wouldn't even put it that way for me it's the death is not the stake right i cannot believe that this is going to be some permanent status quo so i don't know what thing this book is actually going to be about because i have enough trust that i know it's not actually about oh hey they're all dead the end right yeah and i really just want to tell you guys everything about book three right now because i'm so <laughs> i'm not going to but i'm so excited <laughs> i'm really excited like i think about this comic i mean it's the pixie corns 90 percent of the time but i think about this comic frequently i enjoyed that and you know i i kind of uh you know for anybody you know if you're if you're listening to this after you've read the book or at least seen pictures of it or whatever that that pixie corn is loosely based on my one of my dogs because one of my dogs stinks she stinks like all (laughs) the time she smells so bad i've never had a dog that will lay on like a blanket for an hour and you go to pick her up and she's wet from sweating it's disgusting dude are dogs supposed to sweat because i didn't know that (laughs) i'm I'm pretty sure she's like a wizard trapped herself as a dog and, oh. and she's got those like human eyes too she'll look at you but she reeks oh, no. she reeks like you can give her a thorough bath and like two days later she is back to 100% reeking and everything Boy, she touches oh. needs to be burned um and and she was a rescue so she's got she's got some real like uh issues and one of her issues is when she gets a bath she shakes she trembles for like a week and and she'll try to escape like we can't let her go in the backyard without supervision even though we have a fence because she will dig out she tries to run away every time we give her a bath and we are so incredibly gentle with her because we know she's got a problem we just give her a very warm comfortable bath and then after that she's a mess for a week but she stinks like two days later and you're like oh my god and she looks greasy as a result and you want to give her more baths but you know it's traumatizing to her so we kind of just pup. deal with the smell but anyway sorry i got a little no, derailed there but that's kind of <laughs> no, like, that pixie corn kind of has flies flying around her and yeah <laughs> stink and kind I of a stupid that. look i don't think my dog's very smart either <laughs> so i mean i that's really okay. don't really i mean i believe i had a lot of dogs and growing up i had a lot of dogs i've never had a dog that i was like I don't think there's <laughs> anything going on behind your eyes. There's nothing going on. I had a basset hound as a kid who friendly, friendly dog. Dumb as a bag of rocks. That's how she is. She's so he would, stupid. He would every now and then slip away. And I wouldn't ever worry too much about it because he was always found in the same place. <laughs> he would wander next door into the neighbor's garage. And then just sit down, staring at the far wall of the garage, because he did not know he could turn around and leave. <laughs> That's they may be related. Uh, <laughs> dogs may be related. 
Uh, but anyway, so that was kind of my motivation for that. And I'm looking at tempo going that we're not talking about you, but you kind of fall in the same category. <laughs> in fact, she's not up here talking with us. It's surprising, actually. Um, I'm kind of flipping through the book right now. just while Yeah, I want to talk about mermaids and sirens and mermaids. Okay. And forest frog. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, can, I, can we talk about forest frog real quick? Oh, my God, yes, yes. Because yes, that, yes. that was a joke that I had written into a completely different book about (laughs) 10 years ago that went nowhere. Um, It didn't end up happening. Well, it's okay. A lot of the ideas ended up in, in camp. Oh, cool. That's perfectly fine. But as soon as I knew that there was going to be like a, like a forest they had to go into, I was like, "Uh Oh, I'm digging. I'm going to go get my forest frog and the frog of the forest joke. And it's going to be, it's, I was going to try to make it as hilarious as I could. Cause I wanted the, God, I can't even remember off the top of my head. Is he the forest frog? Is the irritating one the forest frog, or is he the frog of the forest? The the, the oh, first God. one is the forest frog. Okay, yeah, he's. Yeah. I wanted him to just be like, yeah, totally chill. He's actually not a jerk at all. He's just chill. He doesn't care about anything. He's. I imagine he's just up there <laughs> going, you know. He's like, hey, they're like, we'll do anything for you. He's like, I'm hungry. You know, he's he's, <laughs> he's not, not trying. Realizing, yeah, nope, nope, nope. He's just out in the woods. He, that's just where he's at. And it didn't even occur to him to explain who he was or that he wasn't who they were looking for because he didn't know. They didn't even get that far. They just found a frog and immediately exactly. started offering their services. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Fine." But I just yeah. love that he's like got a pipe, a bubble pipe. Yeah, and he's blowing bubbles. <laughs> he's like bubble My- pipe and the little crowd, the little crowd. Yes. Yeah, what is he? Is he royalty? Like, I didn't even care. I just gave him a crown. Like, maybe he just sees himself as royalty. I don't know. Someone came through once and was like, hey, I need a favor. I've got this. And he's like, okay, cool. Uh, I don't know how to help you, but I'll I, keep it. I kind of I kind of based his voice off. And I don't know if you guys listen to fam- watch Family Guy very much, but there's just a one shot, like one of the, one of the, I know, Meg, I'm sorry. But there's, <laughs> but there's one, there's just one cutaway where, uh, is like Peter decides to like go door to door and like like a Jehovah's Witness, right? And, the, and he knocks on the guy's door, and the guy opens the door. He's like, "Yeah," you know, just one sentence, oh, yeah. one word sentence. He's like, "I'm gonna talk to you about the good book today." He's like, "Okay," you know, just like what? Are, you know, it's just that was it. And he's then he had to proceed with the whole thing, you know. But that's kind of the same way I was picturing this guy's responses were just one word, like "Yeah, okay." Does nothing bother so him. Much. Nothing bothered him. Yep. Even when she yeah. was mad and screaming in his face, he just was like, I, he probably had no idea know. why. No, no, <laughs> nothing was connecting with him. And he's in the third book too, just so you know, because I just couldn't oh, get enough. I could, I couldn't get enough of that guy. That makes me so excited. But um, the other, the other frog was horrifying, horrifying though, right? Oh yeah, no, the whole <laughs> warring to sleep and eating, and yeah, no, thank you, Mm-mm. no, good, good. But yeah, I again love when she turns off her hearing aid and, and you know the speech bubbles are empty yeah you know I was trying really hard like I wanted to do that I was I just didn't want to make it too um I didn't want to make it seem like I don't know I got it's not obviously not superpower or anything but I didn't want to make it seem like oh this is like a special power she's got or whatever it's just something that she can yeah, do it was something she, yes it was an advantage and yeah I don't know. I, I'm, I'm so, I was so nervous anytime I was writing this book with a character like Willow, who, you know, has a disability, uh, you know, of a kind. And I, I didn't want to cheapen it. And I didn't want to make it, uh, I didn't want to make it all about that. I wanted it to just be something that she, 
has and she lives with and she yeah you know, she owns it yeah oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what i wanted that, that was important to me and you know like i said we i don't know if you guys know but like they we have a sensitivity reader for the series um oh good yeah for, from the school of death that actually goes through and uh checks all the all the um sign language the hand gestures and stuff and that's so cool yeah and offers suggestions um you know if something's like there's no way she'd be able to do that or there's no way and we've we had to take some creative license a little bit just because um it would be really hard to to have an entire you know comic book if she couldn't hear anything that was happening behind her sure yeah Um, or you know so I try I try to make sure that if something's happening like maybe somebody else is saying hey did you hear that or or whatever but um sometimes there was just no way there was no way around it but hopefully hopefully I did it correct enough that it's not I'm just I'm really nervous about that aspect of it I want to be so inclusive you know but I'm I'm kind of talking about stuff I don't really know a lot about and I don't want to I don't want to be that guy no I'm glad to hear that there's a sensitivity reader Mm -hmm. and that you know they're all taking it serious that's awesome to hear it, that was a little frustrating at first um, because I didn't know exactly how that was going to work, but it turned out to be a really good thing. And I was so happy that that was that my publisher Oni was totally on board with that. Um, they they wanted that. And, and I think that's super important. Super. important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, representation matters and the number of people who, you know, you hear about loving Hawkeye and, you know, finding out Hawkeye loses his hearing. and um it's yeah i really we it should be more you know commonplace for there to be uh i can't remember what the actual like term is now like if you don't it's not deaf people but i'm totally blanking on the name or like the i think that the last i saw in terms of preferred terminology was people with hearing loss if it's partial or yeah. deaf people if it's someone with full hearing. Okay. Yeah, the, okay. Yeah, the hear, hearing impaired now is 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 a big no no. I I believe. Yeah. I think it's the one. Um. Anyways, yeah. No, I think it's it's wonderful. I mean, um. You know, recently we were watching Hush from Buffy, and just like you know, nobody can talk in that episode. That is such a great the- episode. Yeah, and knowing that um, Only Murders in the Building has yeah. an episode that I well, haven't spoil, watched. Either. Don't spoil that for me because I haven't watched any of that yet. No, no, no. I haven't watched okay. the episode because it's, uh, like you were saying earlier, like I can't commit to sitting down and just watching it, you know, um, and giving it my full attention that it deserves. So it is really great to see this inclusivity. Oh. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> Um, I would love this the shots of everybody going down to the catacombs that just the with the lightning, the werewolf in the back towards the yeah. end, I guess. Yeah. Like that. I just yeah, I want that print on my wall. <laughs> it's so pretty. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at that one right now too. Yeah. I just the colors in this book and like just to give it a different feel. And it's not a traditional like autumn color feel. Like it's not very orange and red and yellow like it's very blue but it still has that late night fall you know school's just back in session feel 
you know, winter's not quite here yet. That was what I was going for too. And also this one takes place like basically like over a weekend as opposed okay. to like a week at, at camp, right? Yeah. So it's de- definitely, you know, just a quick snapshot of whatever, but. Yeah, no, I think it it really truly is done so well. I had plans to make it like very Halloween-y and all that and stuff because I love Halloween. I think then we even I, talked about that at one point. Oh, I yeah. just, I changed my mind because I was like, oh my God, there's no way I'm decorating every building in town for Halloween. I'm just not. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I wanted to so much, but it was just, oh, at the end of the day, you know, there's only so many hours in the day and I wanted to do it, but it also, I didn't really think it added anything to the story. And if anything, it might've been, yeah. might have it might have been confusing too. Like you'd be expecting some type of a Halloween type, maybe tie-in or some type of a thing like that. And there wasn't, I didn't do anything like that. So I didn't really feel like it was necessary, but yeah, I did think about it. Uh, Meg, you had mentioned the, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So so you had mentioned the mermaids and then we got distracted. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes. I knew I'd mentioned something and I totally had forgotten, but yes, the mermaids, the mermaid storyline in this um, I love it so much. I love that it's not just like a quote unquote chosen one vibe. Like, you know, her friend has been turned into a mermaid, you know, can turn into a mermaid. That's so cool. It was like it's so pretty. Yes. Where when she gets like in the bathtub or whatever, and she like would turn into the, her tail would come back. And that was yes. kind of the way I was like, you know what? I love that. I love that movie. And I love that. I, you don't really see that a lot that no. type of thing where you just they, mermaids get in water and then they you know if she gets splashed too much or whatever and she could you know have a real problem so but yeah that yeah. was that was something that was another one of those breadcrumbs that I put in the first book because she got yes. bit and I never I never really explained it but I did say you know like Mims had given her some books to read over the you know over the summer and stuff I mentioned all kinds of stuff but I never really mentioned what it was and but I knew I knew what it was and <laughs> So and it's and and you'll be happy to know that there's a lot more of that in the third book too. Oh no. Um yeah, no, I so I read book one um over a couple days, just I reread it before reading this. And so I finished book one and opened this and then proceeded to sit and read it all in one sitting. Like it was just the pacing of this, the story in it, uh the world you set up and what you're doing with it is so good. I'm so excited. I'm actually horrified and terrified to read book three because I don't know who you're going to kill. And uh, it was, yeah. I'm not, toast. I won't say anything, you know, obviously, but I, you know, I've forever, you know, you always hear about, you know, writers who are like, oh, I cried when I was, you know, I killed this character and I cried and yeah. stuff. And I was like, that's bullshit, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> but I will say, I got a little, I got a little emotional when I was um, mm-hmm. not writing it so much, but when I was actually doing the pages and I had the, the characters were dealing with it. They were in the moment, Ugh. you know, and, and uh, one of the things that was important to me and, and my editor too, was that, you know, none of this is taken lightly and you, you don't just move yeah. on. You don't just move on to the next thing when somebody dies, you don't just do that. There's, there's, you know, there's there's feelings and there's emotions and there's and these are 14 year olds you know we're kind of dealing with this and uh we wanted to make sure we gave it the proper weight and the time uh so again you guys will have to let me know if I succeeded in that but I'm <laughs> I got myself a little choked up at my own crap so <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm, I might have gotten there to some degree 
I would certainly say it works. Yeah. And Meg's already said she cried at it. Oh, yeah. No. But as Redwood pointed out, I cry at everything. So (laughs) I do anything that makes me just like, I love human emotion so much. I do too. I do that. I'm very, very guilty of that as well. Um, And I also love the like last handful of pages where um, there's already repercussions for what has happened in this book. And, uh, you know, um, that final fight vibe is already kind of there. Like, don't know what this big showdown's going to be, but it's going to be something. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I was really scared. I, I can say now because I've written it. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, you know, what's going to happen. But when I finished the second book, I had no idea. I knew, I knew that, you know, that there was going to be a confrontation. There was going to be all this stuff, right? But I really didn't know how it was going to be resolved. Not really. And I, it was like, so I was, a, I was terrified going into writing this book because I really was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. God, God help me if I don't stick the landing <laughs> on this. I'm never going to get another book series. Oh, no. No, it's going to be great. So. We believe in you. Oh, I, I think it's pretty good. My editor was very happy with it. And uh, a couple of the people that have kind of read through the pencils were very happy with it, too. So I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more confident. Good. That I did that I didn't completely screw screw it all up in the last last moment, you know. No, I don't. I can't imagine. No, you're good. Yeah. That's very nice yeah. of you to say, but I can't imagine that. And so I was. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I will be your fan. You can be a critic. Just don't be too mean to my friend. That's all I ask. No. <laughs> <clears throat> so, what else has been going on? I mean, Chicken Hair has a movie. Yeah, Chicken Hair has it was released in Europe first because that's where the studio that that um, created it is at. They're in Brussels, and it's called N Wave. Um, okay, so it was released in a couple countries there, and Sony Pictures uh, is distributing it in uh, in Europe, and it hasn't come to the United States just yet. But it, I've I've gotten rumors that it should be soon. I don't oh, have I, I don't have the information, you know. Otherwise, I'd post it. But as soon as I do, I will be posting i'm so excited for everybody to finally get to see it anybody who's interested in seeing it and even if you're not you have to watch it anyway that's fair (laughs) yes if you're listening to the podcast you are now contractually (laughs) obligated to go see chicken hair when it comes out you're welcome this podcast is legally binding yes also you are also legally bound to go see everything everywhere all at once you're welcome i want to see that very badly so fucking good so fucking good ready for it to come to streaming so that i can just put it on repeat like i did yeah. scream five is that the newest scream yes you like you like that one i was appalled by that one no i loved it so much oh my gosh <laughs> which part did you like the part where her younger sister was stabbed like seven times with a giant butcher knife but like you know a day later <laughs> in the hospital she's sitting up and getting all <laughs> emotional with her sister or was it the part where it was the next day and she climbed out of her bed to get in the chair, the wheelchair, and she struggled. And there's literally nobody else in the entire hospital. She was on a floor. They said they moved her oh, to a floor. But, but there's floor. just nobody there. No lights on her. It's completely pitch black. Or was it I mean, the part have you where... Seen Happy Death Day? Have you or... seen Happy Death Day? There's also like lighting problems in those hospitals. Real talk, as someone who's been in and out of hospitals my entire life, you can't get sleep. Okay, well, like, let me ask you this. It's so lit up. So was your favorite part the part where like two days after that she was <laughs> running through the house attacking the killer 
Look, I get like, it. You have issues with the younger sister. I get it. I that was that was too much. It was too much. She took <laughs> seven gigantic stab wounds, uh, several but of which as, to the back as, and chest. Oh no, I don't want to spoil our flag means death. But please I'm don't. Just saying, I'm just saying this has been explained on other shows. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay for people to like things. I think the internet forgets <laughs> that sometimes. It totally does. No, I genuinely do. I think it just, it, it, it's as meta and ridiculous as the original was. And that's exactly what it intended to do. So. I am so glad you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I like meta bullshit. It's a lot of fun. Something, something Rivervale. Yep. Nope. Exactly where my mind went to. <laughs> so what else is in the cards for you that you can talk about uh well when Chicken i'm done hairs might be coming that's being re-released too right yeah the book the new the re-release of the of book one should be towards the end of this month that's and exciting then, well it was supposed to be february originally then it was april then it was may <laughs> you know it just it just keeps pushing the second one was supposed to come out in may and now that's september and that's okay. all it's mostly because of uh, the supply chain stuff and yeah. uh, just yeah. the pa- paper shortages and stuff. And it's, you know, that's just publishing in general right now. Yeah. Nothing, nothing's on time, but um, I'm still very excited to have it because book one's been out, you know, it was colorized and brought back out by Scholastic in 2012, but this book two came out in 2008 with Dark Horse and it's only ever been black and white. And it was sold out like almost immediately because they didn't print very many of them. That's wild. And, so it's been out of print since 2008. Um, and now it's being colorized and um, being coming back out, so you know people will be able to see that, you know, a little bit. Now I'm bummed I let my copy go. That may be you, you can still buy them for like thirty cents, like thirty cents. <laughs> go get one. Go get one. <laughs> oh, so quickly humbled. No, it's fine. It's um. So, and then, but so that, those are nice because I don't have to do anything. Those just are coming. I did new covers. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just mean like I don't have yeah, to write no, no, no. a whole yeah. new book or whatever. And because yeah. right when I'm done with this, which should be, I have to, I've inked 50 pages and I have to finish inking and coloring this thing by the end of July. And it's okay. 200, 218 pages. Okay. So that's a Is that lot. Doable? Of, I know nothing. About yeah. For me, it's doable. Um, I may I may blow that deadline by a week or so, but I I give myself kind of ridiculous uh, deadlines that I can usually get pretty close to. But in case if I I blow the deadline, it's still fine. I just try not to get in that mindset because then I end up using that other week anyway. You're like going, well, I got a whole another week. I you know. No, I get that. Yeah. Because as soon as I'm done with this, I got to start the fourth Animorphs book, and I am so excited about that. Yes. Yeah. Get to draw animals other than wolves. Oh my god, yes. you guys! That I can't wait for that book to come out. Um, I'm so you proud of that me. book three. I am really proud of that book. Um, but god damn those those wolves, those wolves! <laughs> and it wasn't even the drawing the wolves. I found out it was the coloring the wolves because they're kind of a gray oh, and yeah. brown and kind of white belly kind of fur. It's like oh my god, it was so much work and then i mean i drew tobias god i lost like a hundred and oh, i don't no. know how many times because he, he t- you know he's so it's his story it's his book right and even though yeah. i write these things as like a like not like a first person thing you know it's it's uh 
what I guess like it's the third per, third person or just just straight yeah. narrative. But it's always going to lean towards whoever the original narrator was because that's you know it is what it is. But I'm really happy that he doesn't hardly appear in the fourth book. I mean, he just sits it out. <laughs> and I love Tobias, but I'm I need a break from Hawks. Uh, I just need a break from Hawks. That's I need a break fair. from Wolves just for a little while. Just for a little so, while. So, have you started putting together what Axe looks like? Both in a light, but I'm I also post, curious. I posted all human pictures Axe. of uh, pictures of Axe as a human on Twitter all the time. Have you? Okay, <laughs> I am totally well, to be yeah. honest. I don't pay yeah. attention to things. Oh no, you've seen them. <laughs> I probably the, have. It's the, now, it's the real derpy. It. It's the derpy one oh, that's always okay. like with the big. I'm. <laughs> that's that's, fair. that's how I'm drawing him. Perfect. I love that so much. Yep, that's gonna be for all you big fans. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna give you. I'm so excited. <laughs> but oh. yeah, that's that's you know it's funny because when I think of the fourth book, I'm not I don't even think of that. I think that's terrifying to me a little bit because he's such a he's such a you know a fan favorite. Um, I'm not even gonna focus on that right now. I'm I'm no, when fair. I th- when I think about it, I'm I'm constantly thinking about how cool it's gonna be to draw underwater scenes. Because there's no backgrounds. Oh, so wonderful. <laughs> it can just uh, constantly change slash also just be like, yeah, lots of gradients of like dark dark blue to like really dark. And I, I always love like uh like my favorite documentary type stuff to watch is like underwater, like deep sea, when they're just talking about whatever lives down there, right? I don't care what it is. <laughs> nope. Well, but no, I just love the, I, I love the well, that's fine. <laughs> Those are just some of my favorite things, and I like it when you can see like the shadows of of fish or something swimming like really, really far off. You can just see the shadow of it in the water, but not really what it is nope. just yet. Absolutely oh, that's gonna happen. Not. That's gonna okay. happen. That's that's it's gonna happen. But uh, okay. I, so I'm it's really looking forward to that part. That's fine. That's fair. <laughs> I'd recommend it before the third book too, even though you know what That's happens. a different kind of horror. I'm ready for that one. I just, I really want a Lisa Frank, like horrific, like Lisa Frank colored, horrific scene in book four. Cause that like Lisa Frank dolphin, it's just, I feel like so <laughs> many people jumped on with the dolphin book because that's what 90s girls were told we loved. So you, when you say Lisa Lisa so. Frank uh, thing, do you do you mean the colors too? Because that's just not going to happen. <laughs> that's fair. No, I just like that. Like <laughs> that's fair. I, you know what I could do? I Maybe could I could much. actually release a. Uh, I could do like because I pictured like the last page of that book is probably her jumping out of the water as like a dolphin, you know, like a big flip in the air kind of a thing. Yeah, I kind of like that. It ends <laughs> on a very happy kind of uplifting kind of fun note. So that's kind of what I've pictured anyway. But I could probably just bring that out as like a black and white file that everybody could download if they wanted to color it themselves. And you can make it just as garish as you want, Meg. Oh, I love that so much. I might do that if you guys want. Yep. I love that. (laughs) This is exactly what I'm looking at. Let's see if this shares. But it is is weird to be thinking that that I've already got my first contract with Scholastic is done you know the one through three that's done yeah i'm starting the second one and that's so crazy how cool it's it seems like it goes fast to me but probably for you guys who have to wait for the books to come out it probably feels like forever my understanding of time has been absolutely shattered so it feels like forever and it feels like no time 
No, today I started with the a conversation went so earlier this week on Wednesday, except today's Wednesday. Okay, so Tuesday, <laughs> like that's just how I am these days. I don't know. Times that red was off. That's kind of how I define my week. Red is working. Red is not working. God, these colors are so eighties. I opened the. I opened <laughs> They're the. They're so on these wonderful. They are. They are wonderful. And they are so nostalgic. Like, I feel like yes. I, I might have had these Trapper Keepers. Right? Uh, like, it's such a, like, that just yes. nostalgic feel. Yep. But, yeah, don't look for those colors in the actual books. <laughs> I won't. I just don't think, I think that, I think uh, Phil, who's the uh, designer who kind of lays all the pages out and does all the color separating and, and, and lays out all the other stuff, um, I think he'd probably think I had a stroke when I colored that page. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm still going to send him a, when, when they ask for cover ideas, though, I'm going to do that same one of that dancing Andalite when he's dancing with that boy and it's up. Every time I send him that cover, every single time <laughs> as an option. And they don't even, they don't, my favorite thing is, is he never even acts like he saw it. <laughs> Talk about all of them when he won't even acknowledge that i've had it in there i love it so much it's it's so dumb but i just keep doing it now and now it's just out of spite like until they recognize it i'm gonna keep sending it i love everything it's about like do you this. understand how millennials work we do it for the bits anything else you can talk about post animals because i mean that's pretty enough i'm not asking for like but like i don't really have anything I don't have anything else in the pipeline right now because cool. I don't know if there's going to be more Animorphs books. And That's fair. the thing was, and what some people may not know, you guys, I think you guys know the story, but so Scholastic, you know, came to me and they're like, hey, we're thinking about doing the Animorphs reboot, you know, as graphic novels, that'd be something you'd be interested in. And I was like, absolutely, you know, and, and so we went through a couple of weeks of me doing some test pages and some other stuff. And they said, okay, well, we'd like to, you know, you're, you're going to be the guy. We just have to get through some contract stuff. And then that contract stuff ended up lasting like six months. Um, and it was kept kind of falling apart and coming back together just for whatever reasons, right? Um, sure. But in the meantime, like I'm not making any money. I don't have any books. I'm just sitting around waiting and I can't do that. I just can't. I got a family to support and my wife's so nice. She doesn't make me work. Uh, she lets me stay <laughs> home and draw pictures all day and I appreciate it. Um, so I don't want to like ruin that gig. Um, but so what happened was is another friend of mine who I'd worked with the chicken hair, my original editor, uh, she was working at Lion Forge at the time, which is a uh, comic books publisher, but ended up merging with Oni halfway through this deal. But uh, she, they had decided they wanted to start like an all ages imprint and Shauna knew me and she knew I was doing stuff with Scholastic and stuff. So she asked me if I had any pitches or anything that I was thinking about. And I was like, I do actually. I was just getting ready to <laughs> send some stuff out because this other thing doesn't look like it's going to pan out. I don't know. And yeah. um, and uh, so I sent him this pitch for at the time I was calling it uh, Spellbinders, I think, or uh, it went through a couple different iterations or whatever. But they they liked it so much they came back and said, "Hey, w what would you think about like a three book deal?" And since I've never had anything like that awesome before, it's always been a one book deal, and then let's hope it does good yeah. and maybe we can do more. Um, I took, I was like, absolutely. So we got that done. And then the very next day, you know, I get the email from Scholastic, like green light, we're good. We're good to go. <laughs> of course. And, and I'm not going to say no to that either. So I found myself yeah. in a, in a completely different, scary place that I've never been before, which was 
two graphic novels a year, basically, for the last three years. And I don't know how I'm doing it, but I'm continuing to do it. And I'm going to be <laughs> still doing it because it seems to work somehow for me. Uh, I'm not That's dead good. yet. So, uh, but saying that, like, I know that, like, my next three back to back to back books are going to be the next three Animorphs books. Well, that makes sense. I forgot like, about that. I forgot they're going twice a year. Starting with four. Like when four right. comes out, then five will come out six months after that. And then six will be out six months after that. And so I'm, okay. I, I'm fairly confident they'll probably, you know, come back and want to do some more books with me. Um, I hope. Um, so <laughs> I'm afraid as well. So, you know, going back to what you asked me, if I had anything else going, it's like, I'm kind of afraid. I do have a couple other ideas with a couple other friends, uh, collaborators that we've got some ideas that I'm pretty excited That's about, awesome. but, but I'm not putting any of that down yet because I, I can't what am I supposed to tell a publisher? Like, Hey, do you like this? I can maybe get to it in like four years. What do you think of that? Exactly. <laughs> um, well, they might have paper, by the way. Yeah. No doubt. That's true. No doubt. That's true. But I've, I've actually, we've got one that I'm was working on with a friend of mine, um, Dennis Hopeless, who has written a couple other yeah. comics. He's a good friend of mine. And um, we've been kicking this idea around for about a decade. Um, and it's like, finally, like we first started working on it. Then we realized that it needed a lot of work. And then, uh, and then, and then all of a sudden he didn't have any more time because he was doing spider woman and a bunch of other stuff. And he was got busy and then he found his schedule finally slowed down. Then I got super busy. So we've just been like missing each other constantly, but we are still going to do this damn thing. And I'm so, I can't, I'm not even going to talk about it because someone's going to steal this shit. I mean, it's. Oh no, you're good. You're good. I'll tell you guys after we're not live anymore, but. There you go. And then I and then I have kind of like a not safe for work version of like a superhero type uh, situation, comic, oh, heck yeah. you know, kind of thing. So, cool. but yeah, but that's for maybe when I'm in my sixties. I don't know. Go <laughs> at, at this at this rate. <sighs> well, we did get a couple questions. I don't know how serious they are, and I'm trying to refine them. <laughs> They're probably people I know just harassing me, but it's fine. Probably. It's fine. Uh, I know one of them is, if you don't mind asking Chris why he doesn't draw more animal butts for me. I again, saw that. It's appreciated. I draw them whenever it seems appropriate. <laughs> like that cat butt in the second one. <laughs> cat butt. I mean, it was right there. Okay, the options were either draw like a real butthole, which I was not going to do, <laughs> or... <laughs> There. right or don't draw anything and then it then i think that looks just as weird i i think yeah. i think uh theatrical release legend cats taught us that yeah <laughs> I, I, I really wish i could see the butthole edition of that movie that's the only way i'll watch that movie that's if either that's of you ever fair. get access to that you're gonna have to share that with me i mean if anybody's gonna find it that holy grail it's gonna be alex i know yeah. that, that's why i said it out loud so you yeah yeah, if, yeah. if I ever get my hands on it, I'll let you know. Yeah, but I drew that I drew that like star on on the butt because I thought that's hilarious, and it still <laughs> it still implies that there's some anatomical stuff, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, sorry, yeah. there's not more animal butts, but you know, I do what I can. That's okay. I do that's what okay. I can. I got three cats these days. I see a lot of cat butts. I know there. that's what they do, and that's, it's not like they ever morph into a corgi, right? Yeah. If they morphed you know, corgis, there'd be a lot more bugs. What's funny though is like Pomeranian. Um, one yeah. of them is shape. Like she just, if she didn't have to move, she'd be the happiest thing in the world. 
Unless she wants to pounce, and then she could jump really high. We just call her shape at this point. That's tempo. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on to talk to us again. Absolutely, guys. I've missed being on here. Same. I miss you guys. Yeah, we've missed chatting with you. Yeah, uh, I I can't. I want to come back on when the next animal book comes out. If if you guys want to, yes. you know, of come, course, come come back out of retirement to do another one. Yes. Every, Every time, time we think we're out, Chris pulls us right back in. <sighs> and we're fine with that. 100%. <laughs> no, this is great. I genuinely love this comic. I recommend it to so many people. And yeah, I'm so excited to see what happens in the third, too. So uh, where can people find you on the internet? Where do you want to be found? Um, do you most, want to be found these days? Yeah, <laughs> mostly I'm on Twitter and it's just Chris Grind with no spaces. Um, and then on instagram i don't post as much as i used to on there um and that's grindtastic uh but i don't know i just i get so busy with with this stuff that i don't always think to take pictures and screenshots to post and i don't know i'm just drawing you know i'm just working all day and i feel like here's another picture here's another picture here's another picture it's like nothing i don't know particularly yes yeah it's okay yeah i I promise we would love it (laughs) i need to just hire an assistant to post stuff for me that's fair. I told Red that I would just take over his social media because, like, I already have so much of my own. Why not <laughs> throw it in? So it can we be got exhausting. like one more thing to set up. It really can. It can. It really can. Like, I can pay attention to one account at a time. Like, there were stretches there where I'd spend a year on my personal Twitter, then I'd switch to the Panelology Twitter for the next year, and then I'd switch nice. back. <laughs> And then I had to like refollow a bunch of people who I followed in the other place because suddenly I wasn't seeing their tweets. And, yeah. It's complicated. I am just not good at social media and I'm fine with that. Fine. Uh, is there anything you want to promote though? Mm, just this book, I guess. Uh, Secrets of Camp, whatever, The Doors to Nowhere. Go Sweet. buy it wherever you buy books. Heck yeah. So I thought this was an early, did they push this back to late May? I can't. Yeah, it's like May 25th. Okay. Uh, it was okay. like May 3rd and now it's the okay. end of the month. So. Cool. Not crazy then. Cool. Nope. Nice. You're absolutely correct. So if people are at free comic book day this weekend, assuming we drop this episode Ooh. in the next two days, they can Might pre-order well. it then. They could. Yep. Well, that is this weekend. I have no spoon for that. Yeah, no, I'm sending a list to the manager and being like, hey, Zach, I don't feel well. Will you do yeah. me a solid and pull some for me? <laughs> yeah. Um, Alex, anything you want to promote? Um, I'm editing a new podcast. Oh, are you? Please tell me about this new podcast. It's called Once Upon a Monster of the Week. It is an actual play Monster of the Week podcast uh, that then we take and cut together to be more audio drama-esque. So the best of both worlds. Two great flavors that sound great together. (laughs) That sentence will make sense only to people with synesthesia. I both love talking about this podcast and at the same time, like, I don't know. It feels really niche. If you don't like it, it's cool. I don't, that's fine. It's fine. Meg is wrong. It's great. It really fucking is. It really fucking is. The the hook is it's actually multiple games in a persistent world and everything connects and people cross over and it just lives and breathes. It does. It does. It feels like a real town. It's a really weird town, but it's a happy town, I think. 
We well, should also so, say explicitly, Meg is the showrunner for this. Yeah, yeah. In case you didn't realize, like, yeah, this is this is my baby, and I love it very much, and also I'm absolutely terrified of it. So it's been great. No, it's seriously, it's it's. There's fourteen cast members outside of me, um, plus Alex, who just is the reason this thing can get off the ground, and uh, it's part of the Haunted Griffin Network, um, who also has just shit ton of great audio dramas so yeah it's really exciting i what half a quarter of a year yeah <laughs> we like trying to bust this out yeah we're, we're we've recorded episodes that will come out in like october at this point yeah. it'll be great yeah yeah so like if you're a fan of weird stuff you know animorphs or uh camp whatever i mean literally uh, there's a poop joke the entire first mystery is a poop joke i'm sorry and, cursed whoopee cushion yeah. and also um buddy mary comes eventually and some unicorns and um like but it's also just so fucking wholesome because there are people that help their friend place a phone call like just keep failing at to it, doing good phone calls it makes so much more sense when you listen to it i promise it does <laughs> it, it does i work hard like to make sure earnest. it does yes <laughs> I'm probably going to binge the entire series up to date tomorrow. <laughs> Gosh. Well, then I guess we should probably drop something for Chris tomorrow. <laughs> I do need to cut together the intro trailer for group number three. Exciting, exciting. Yes. So yeah, go check it out once upon a monster of the week. Uh, yeah. Um, did you Wherever you taste trivia? podcasts. Wherever you taste podcasts. Uh, I do have animal trivia. We should specify you did not bring spider trivia, despite recent tweets. Well. Oh, no. I'll keep it very short. Oh, no. Jumping spiders can see lasers and will chase them like cats. (laughs) I hate it so much. They prefer green to red. I don't particularly like this either. I could go into detail about the photometrics of their eyes, but I don't think you want that. It involves goo. No. Where where are, I mean, where jumping spiders, are are those like Midwestern things? I feel like they're a Midwestern. Um, The more I answer this, the more I am going to have to pay for it the next time I see Meg. Which is in two days. Yeah. (laughs) Which is not long enough for me to forget. These are the spiders that the American media made sound like would be a big problem raining from the sky on the east coast these are those spiders they will follow green laser pointers if you I want love to just that. i wish i i want to find one so i can do that but i also don't want to ever meet one yeah. i mean I we like. have lasers in the house so i guess i'm gonna have to keep one of those near me and be like tempo this is not yours the uh the article i read that taught me this and about the photometrics of their eyes uh was entitled something like spiders eyes can see the moon which honestly i just thought was very poetic that is very poetic i also really am mad at you for bringing spider trivia how do they know that that they can see the moon though um well i'd have to explain how their gooey jelly filled uh, eyes look nope nope i will happily take off my headphones i never put them we can do this we can do this another time it's sure i'll look it up i'll send you a link all right Uh, I'll reset the how many episodes of that spider trivia camera. Thanks. 
Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, we have podcasts. Go check out there. You can find us on social media at Minds at Yerk. Um, I, yeah, our Twitter's still active. I actually posted a picture on Instagram the other day because it just will always bring me delight to post the it's going to be Minds at Yerk picture on April 30th. Also, a PSA. Um, well, you can reach out to us through our website. If you oh want God, our yeah. attention in an urgent way, tweet at us. Yeah. Yeah. Apologies. Pay, yeah. Apologies to the people who wanted us to play test an Animorphs tabletop RPG five so months ago. Sorry. We saw so that sorry. last week. Yeah, yeah, please tweet at us. We are both very active on Twitter. Uh, as is Chris. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, we won't be back in two weeks. I don't know how to close this episode. Um, Go buy Chris's book, please. Buy Chris's uh, and- book. Shout out to Red who did our show. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, Red, my roommate, does my does our show art. Also is doing the um, character creations for Once Upon a Monster um, nice. and is just overall amazing. Go check out his art. cmspinks95 um, at gmail.com for commission. God bless you. I don't remember that. I just I, yell upstairs. I pulled up the notes. <laughs> uh, anything else I'm missing? Notekeeper. No. Cool. Uh, I've been Megan. My name was Alex. I was Chris. Sweet. Go back Chris's comic. Bye. Bye. <laughs>